You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Hey guys, Landon here. Hope you're having a great week. Just wanted to give you an update on the downtown survey. Currently, we have over 500 responses on that survey, which is actually great. We were expecting 50. So uh, you do the math there. We are overachieving, but um, it's super important that we have as many opinions accounted for as possible because um, the more the merrier uh, and the more we can uh, have input, the more accurate we can be in implementing these ideas and concepts downtown. So the survey link will be in this episode's description. So be sure and check that out. It closes on the 12th. In regards to the current status of downtown, uh, once again, I just I just want to put an emphasis on how grateful we are for existing business owners downtown who have been uh, been the cornerstones for all these decades. So, uh, thank you, business owners, uh, for all that you do. We are working hard to get you get you support, basically uh, support as far as the amenities go, and then um, also just filling in these gaps, uh, these these empty buildings, to where we can really bring back an all-inclusive experience downtown. So on the podcast this week, we have Buddy Tabler. And most people know Buddy Tabler, but if not, you may have heard him. He's actually the voice of the Larned Indians for the, the I, I should say, co-voice for football games and basketball games. Um, he's also on the school board. And uh, if you haven't heard from him, on any of those levels, you might have heard of Tabler Furniture. Um, his family actually started Tabler Furniture in downtown Larned in 1952, I believe. But he ultimately took it over and, and is proud to be called a, an entrepreneur. And you can sense it in his voice and in the podcast. And that's really where we focus our conversation on is entrepreneurship and how we can cultivate an environment for this future generation of, of kids and, and starting new businesses. But ultimately, I'd say that this episode is probably our most practical episode. There's a lot of ideas that, that I believe can can contribute to Larned in, in a lot of ways. So uh, excited to have you guys listen in. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Larned Downtown Podcast. Joined here with our host, one and only Landon Irway. We do so many of these, I can't remember the last time that you and I recorded together. You remember? No, it's been I a few know. weeks. I, we have so many episodes that I just uh, want to release and talk about, but uh, they're not no. quite aired yet. I know we're we're ahead of schedule, so that's all. I think that's yeah. good. It might be bad, but we'll see. T- today yeah. we've got we've got a wonderful guest. Uh, many different. It's kind of it's kind of the William Nusser aspect to where when we had William Nusser on, he had so many aspects of Larned to talk about, just being mayor and a business owner and yeah. a c- citizen. We've got drumroll Buddy Tabler um, on with us, so thanks for joining us, Buddy. Good afternoon, guys. I'm glad to be here. And and Buddy it literally has a radio voice because yeah. he's on the radio. So I mean, this is this is a home away from home for for Buddy. It's all that uh, learned Indian stuff, you yeah. know, that we do with the football yeah. and basketball broadcasts, and it's a lot of fun. You're on the school board. You you you've uh, owned a business and learned multi generational business. 
um, community member, longtime community member. Are you from Larned originally? I, I am. I uh, I grew up here. We graduated from Larned High School, uh, nineteen sixty, which uh, that dates me. It puts me about eighty years old. I guess doesn't yeah. seem like it's been that long, but but it has been. So yeah, I'm a native. Uh, then I went away to college, uh, ended up uh, up in Wisconsin and graduated from college up there at Wisconsin State University. Stayed up there for a number of years afterwards working and um, eventually moved back here in the late 1960s to go into business with my father, who had started his furniture and appliance store in 1952. Okay. Table of furniture. So it was your dad who started the business? Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't know I didn't know if it was your, your grandparents or your dad. So. No, no, it was my dad. He... Uh, he had been the manager of the furniture department for Montgomery Wards in Larned for uh, probably about 10 years and uh, just decided that he wanted to be in business for himself. And And just as a little aside from that, I know we're going to talk about what does Larned need and all that. That's one of the things we need. We need that entrepreneurial spirit yeah. from people, you know, that are, are willing to step out and take a chance and start their own business. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to jump into our segment, Brick Basics, all about your building. First question, what is your most vivid memory within the Taylor Furniture Building? Well, I suppose uh, you would have to to say the, the age of it. It's one of the first buildings in Larned. Uh, dates back into the late 1880s. And um, it was originally uh, built as a hotel and a restaurant and also had a buggy shop in it, the Lowry Buggy Shop. That was upstairs in that facility. So it's been a number of things over the years. The post office also was in that building uh, in the early 1900s and later on uh, became a Dillon's grocery store, Mammal's grocery store, and then my my father moved into there in 1953. He had started his business in 1952 in a little building over west of the Teller & Toiler newspaper here in Larned, and uh, that building's no longer here. But anyway, after a year in business, he moved over there to a bigger location. And for our listeners, we, we have talked about this building. So by now, you you would have listened, obviously, to Suzanne Haynes. Suzanne uh, has my favorite furnishings there now. And um, buddy, did you guys... Were you guys? Did you guys ha- occupy all those buildings, or did Suzanne and Jim build on to those? No, th- we had all those buildings. When I moved back here in 1952, it was just the south 25 foot that one building, 401 Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, that my father had, and uh, the building to the north of it was Humberg's was the name of it. It was a oh, it was a combination business, but it was basically you'd call it maybe a hardware and home goods place uh, they had small appliances and televisions and toys and just a little bit of everything mm-hmm. humberg's company was out of lacrosse kansas they also had a store up there and uh, then to the north of that was bob yeager's firestone okay and if you if you guys maybe are too young to remember what firestone stores were like but they were almost similar to what humberg's was they had some home goods uh, small appliances big appliances television tire shop was a big part of their business they had a tire shop in the alley behind that building and then to the north of that was the blue lounge which was a bar right. a beer joint with shuffleboard and pool tables and all of that kind of stuff yeah. and then to the north of that again was the electric theater sure so over the years uh the first thing my father and i did was we bought 
we bought Humberg's when they decided to go out of business. We bought that building. And then a few years later, when uh, Bob Yeager retired, we bought that Firestone building. And uh, then the Electric Theater was not being used, and that came up for sale, so we bought it. So we had a gap in there. The Blue Lounge was in between us. But we operated that, that business up on the north end as a Tabler's Bargain Store. So it was mainly inexpensive new things and used items, you know, things that we would take on trade-in or get in various ways. And sure. That's that's where the Irway clan would be on, on a, any given Saturday. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. yeah, looking for that. And, and I tell you, it was a terrific entry for us, for people to become customers of ours who who wanted inexpensive things, yeah. um, maybe newly married couples. And also at that time, we were beginning to have the immigration of the Hispanic people coming, working in the farms and things in the area. And many of them spoke little English, but they were looking for someone they could trust. And uh, they didn't have a lot of money, but uh, they wanted, they were looking for credit you know, be able to pay monthly, and they were looking for things for their home. And, sure. boy, uh, it, it was a terrific venture for us because those people became good customers, and then over the years, as they made more money, then they bought nicer things, you know. Yeah. So then eventually, a couple of years later, then the Blue Lounge Bar closed, and that building became for sale, so we bought that. So yeah. at that time, then we had that whole string of buildings, which uh, my favorite furnishings has now. So... You guys just started cutting holes in the, in, the, in these side walls, basically, as you went on through. Exactly right. We just yeah. cut a hole and make yeah. a big walkway over into there, and um, we still kept our office in the first building, the 401 Broadway, but we put a different sounding bell on the front door of every one of those buildings because we didn't want. Yeah, we didn't really want to funnel people all the way down to one door. We weren't right. sure that would they would like that, so we just thought. No, let them come in any door, and we'll know if someone came in what door. You know, I'm sure you memorize those bell sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost uh, almost wow. like Christmas bells. You know, <laughs> That's yeah. a story. that is cool. Well, buddy, with all those buildings, was there, was there any unique architect that you came across, and which one was your favorite building out of the all? Oh boy, well, I probably would have to say 401 Broadway because it had such a wide uh, variety of uses. You know. Uh, when I moved back here, there was a dentist still upstairs. Uh, had an apartment upstairs in that building. And that had been a hotel before that, but Dr. Whitwer was his name. And he and his wife lived up there, and he had a practice going upstairs. And uh, was not air-conditioned either, wow. even in those days. So you know. on the on the second story, uh, different business situation, would they just walk into your business and then find the stairs, or was there an exterior? No, there was a stairway right in the middle. Okay. And that little door is still there. It should have open the door and walk up the steps. And you guys would rent to the dentist? Is that what? Exactly. Okay. Yep. They would rent. Because that's, that's one thing that I've noticed is we don't have any, it seems like that's, that's gone in the wind, you know, as far as multi-level business structured, you know, it, it's, we've moved kind of to, if there's any activity on the second floor, it's usually residential now in other towns. So, um, I always found that interesting on these old pictures, you can see exterior stair staircases specifically for those businesses that were upstairs to where you wouldn't have to impose on, on the. Well, I, I think, uh, most anybody who was an attorney 
or who was uh, in real estate or any of those kind of professions, those were upstairs offices. You know, if you if you look at Larned in the 1940s and 50s and the pictures and things, all those offices were up on the second floor. Hmm. That's cool. Well, buddy, uh, what was Saturday night like in downtown Larned back in the days? I remember, of course, our viewers can't see it, but our, when Seth was here, he had some pictures and there wasn't a single parking spot open, and there just was cars on both sides. There's as mo- mobs of people. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and mobs would, would be the operative word there. You have to remember in those days, as you drive around in the countryside, houses that you see abandoned now had a family living there. And Saturday was shopping day. And a lot of the people that lived between here and Burdette, and north to La Crosse, south to uh, Lewis and Maxville, and east of St. John, I mean, Larned was the shopping center. I'm sure Great Bend had theirs too, but it was it was a big time thing. And uh, the stores stayed open till nine o'clock. I can remember as a child, my dad worked for Montgomery Wards in those days before he had his business, and he would not get off work until nine o'clock. Wow. And he would come home, and they had a my parents had a couple that were friends with them, and they would come over and they would sit and uh, have sandwiches and eat something and then and then play monopoly or dominoes a lot of times dominoes <laughs> after that till, till midnight you know so wow. uh, yeah and and the, the people that came to town they did their grocery shopping and the movie theaters were both open the electric theater and the state theater here in Larned. so people stayed downtown to get the gossip and find out what was going on all around this part of the country uh, as well as do their shopping you know yeah and that's that's something that we've come across is how awesome those times were in those pictures for for a person like me who didn't didn't have any recollection of that time period or, or can hardly even understand the pictures, let alone. Um, it's easy to envy that, um, but certainly I think that there's there's always there's always opportunity, and and that's something that Jared and I learned early on with Seth. William Henry Booth came to Larned, started Larned because he saw a grouping of trees on the river. Right. If that is opportunity, I say that we still have quite a bit of opportunity within Larned here. So now, does it look different? Of course it does because culture has changed. But um, man, that's just what I'm excited for is is downtown and and the possibilities that we still have moving forward. You know, a lot of places have been able to uh, rebirth your downtown, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we've made several attempts at that in Larned, but uh, I think they've been somewhat uh, limited in Mm -hmm. scope. You know, Mm -hmm. we put the planters in and we've done various things, but we've never done a major overhaul along those lines. And, you know, some might say, well, there's not enough businesses down there to make it matter anyway, but... It's it's uh it's like the the field of dreams baseball field you know build yeah. it and they will come I, yeah. I sometimes think we're waiting for them to come before we're willing to do anything and we probably need to step out and do a few things to make things attractive sure to people that's good yeah. now let's jump into Broadway Vitals all about downtown and you have uh, a new segment here I love you yeah I know <laughs> I didn't know how to word this but like we we uh, we got some we got some feedback buddy um, Jared and I and we we have so many episodes recorded in future that it's hard to adjust real time but um, really I didn't want this I didn't want this since we don't have any 
affiliations with anybody. I didn't want it to become fluff, you know, I uh, of just uh, not getting anywhere and kind of spinning our wheels and, and acting like things are better or worse than they, what, what they actually are. Tell the truth even if it hurts, right? Yeah, that's right. So new segment to, to those of you who want us to be more direct. This segment is Cut the Crud. Cut the Crud. I love it, man. <laughs> Cut the Crud. And this is just yes or no answers only, buddy. Okay? First question, yes or no, buddy. Visually, is our downtown appealing? No. <laughs> that's didn't take long crud. to get that answer, no, did it? <laughs> no. All right. That's, that, we're cutting the crud. Is our downtown thriving? No. Historically speaking, is our downtown trending in the right direction? No. Are you proud of our downtown? No. Okay. We might go back to that one. Does our downtown stand out? Uh, yes, but negatively so. Okay. You said to be uh, I, cut, yes, the, I, cut, I, cut the fluff here. Cutting the crud. Yeah, cutting the crud. Uh, last one. Do we have the right pieces in place for revitalization? No. So that's basically a bunch of no answers, yeah, in I, my opinion. You know, uh, Maybe another question. Uh, maybe you have one here. I, I'm not sure. I didn't look got? ahead to see too far. But yeah. uh, can these things happen? Yes. Yeah. I think they can. Yeah. Do we know what to do? Not not really, but we got to start trying some things. You know, the biggest thing that stood out to me in this cut the crud uh, situation is Buddy has, the between us all at this table and between probably 99% of the population, Buddy has the most skin in the game as far as reasons to be proud of our downtown, right? You, you live through... Uh, some of the best times downtown has ever had. You have had a business downtown um, during the best moments of of uh, Larned. So you have reason to be proud of our downtown. And if Buddy Tabler isn't proud of our downtown, then how can we expect a new family to move into town, uh, you know, a, a CNA out, out of the hospital and say, wow, this is awesome. You know, it just, and it's not happening, you know? Yep. So that's, that's kind of the point that I'm getting at is. That's a great point, Landon. It, well, thank you. Thank you, Jared. Don't cut, cut the crud. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give a caveat to yeah. this. Go ahead. What we do have downtown mm-hmm. in businesses are good. Yeah. And, and I can be proud of them individually. Sure. You know, yeah. the flower shop, OPI, yeah. uh, my favorite furnishings. It's just that we have too few of them, sure, and we have too many empty places, yeah. and we have too many places where, for whatever the reason, the owners of the buildings have chosen to not keep them up. Yeah, they're letting the roofs go, they're letting the paint on the front peel off, uh, all, all of those things. You sure, know? so sure. Um, it's but it's like a it's like a smile, you know. If if you if you go to a dentist and you've got four super strong teeth that are just super impressive. And you smile, is that a good smile? You know, I mean, the the teeth are impressive, but it, as a as a whole, is what we're talking about. Is that is that an impressive? You know, yeah, if you got three or four rotten teeth there, right? Yeah, yeah they, exactly. they kind of take away from the exactly. three good teeth that you do yeah. have. Yeah. So, um, buddy, I'm I'm curious, what do you? Um, and then regards to that last question, the right pieces in place. What do you think? What pieces do you think we're missing in order to start on revitalization? One of the biggest ones is a lack of a spirit of entrepreneurship. Um, And I'm not real sure what has caused that, but I think we are affected by it a little bit more in Larned 
than some communities are. We we don't have a lot of people, especially young people, that say, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this or that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because they can gainfully be employed by the state easily, mm-hmm. and that takes away their risk factor that might be going in business for themselves. But uh, even so, being in business for yourself, especially if you're somewhat successful at it, is a, is a trip that's way better to go on than uh, working for someone else or especially working for a bureaucratic institution. Yeah. You know, because you, you don't you don't hear a lot of people say, boy, I'm so tickled. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm so happy with my job working for the state. Or yeah. whatever you know right. i mean it's a job but it's not it's not something that really inspires mm-hmm. as much i don't think sure. and um so we're missing you know every one of these downtown buildings had a business in it and and even going back to my favorite furnishings now table used to be table of furniture though that's made up of six different buildings that were each one of them an individual business and ha- supported not only the owner, but probably had another family working in there as well. You know, yeah. so you say, well, these are different times that can't be done. I don't really believe that because I think people, if you have something to offer, I think they will come. Yeah. I had someone ask me the other day, well, if you if you were thirty five years old and you were going to start a business and learn it, what would it be? And I said, well, let's rule out restaurants because I think that's one that would be pretty obvious. I mean. Where are you going to go for breakfast? Yeah. You know, for a for a real sit down breakfast meal. You know, sure. we we don't have that in, in the in the whole town. So so that's one. But a lot of people are not inclined to do that. I would I would think about some kind of a service business, doing something for people that mm-hmm. they need done. Yeah, um, it, it could be as little as appliances and appliance repair. You know, we we have very little in the way of that in Larne. We we do have we do have one young man, Byron Griffin, that works for me for years. It does appliance service in town, but that's servicing a whole community and all the communities around it, you know. So that's one. Uh, we do not have in Larned a, a uh, what I call, I guess you call a restoration business, you know, carpet shampoo, taking care of damages and things like that. Those are Those are things that quickly come to mind to me, you know. But I think if you do something that the customer needs done, they're willing to pay for it, and they like to do it with local people. Sure. All right, let's jump into our segment, Spitballers, all about the future. First question on segment, Spitballers. What would make the shopping experience better, and how easy do you think it is to shop our downtown? What would you improve? Well, it's extremely easy to shop it. I don't know if it's easy to buy what you want or not that that would be the question uh what would help it the most would be a couple more things a couple more types of stores you know and before we uh began recording this podcast we were talking about uh dollar general going to build a new building um but there are other people that are in that kind of business i think it would be good to be in competition with them you know so um we need to encourage those kind of people to come. We, we need to say, hey, we would like to have you here, yeah. rather than us just waiting for them to discover us. Yeah. You know, And that's, to expand on that, buddy, I like what you said before we started recording. Um, I'm going to go back to the Cut the Crud segment. Uh, do we have the right pieces in place for revitalization? 
I think that that pretty much sums up the missing piece that we have is an active uh, pursuant for economic development. Um, there, we have pieces scattered throughout the county, whether it be the county, the city, the economic development board, individuals uh, kind of working independently. But as you and I talked, if we can get that everybody on the same page or, or um, roles defined to where somebody's actually consistently doing something to pick up new business, uh, that's going to be pretty big. Something, uh, if you're ready for this comment or not, I'll, I'll say when you say what, what would make the experience better. Mm-hmm. For instance, I, I don't think there's any of us who would disagree that our buildings downtown, for the most part, need painted. You know, the entrances need to be dressed up and fixed up. And I've often thought, well, what would happen if someone like the city of Larned would go to, I don't even know the names of paint companies anymore, Sherwin-Williams or whoever. I know there's people in Kansas City with paint factories. So you go to someone like that and say, we want a contract with you to buy a thousand gallons of paint in about four or five colors. They could probably get a heck of a good price by doing that. And then I would be willing, for me, uh, my tax dollars, I would be willing to say, let the city buy it and then offer it to the property owner free if they will apply it and get it done. And then have a kind of a master plan that this building is going to be blue, this is going to be green, this is going to be white, you know, Mm -hmm. something so that it just doesn't all look the same. I, I think it would be a way of dressing up our downtown that would not cost a fortune, and we maybe could get everybody to buy in on it, you know, and then maybe yeah. even include on that one or two murals, yeah. you know, to contract with someone to do. Yeah, So absolutely. that in this, well, let's say from 7th Street to 3rd Street, you dress it all up, yeah. you know, and make it look good. I think it would have a tremendous psychological impact on not only people that come here from out of town, but from the people who live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a great idea, buddy. So. We haven't put it in that context. Usually people say we need to paint the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a tan- that's a tangible step, and I, I, uh, I, I like tangible steps because that's, that's cutting the crud right there. Because absolutely, a, a thousand gallons of paint is, is expensive to um, an individual, but in regards to a, a city budget. Yeah, you, know, it's, you, you have taxpayers that were willing – like Buddy said, hey, I'm willing. This this would be something I could get behind, mm-hmm. and then we offer it to the business owners of, hey, this is free to you, and we can even take it a step further and say, could we get a group of volunteers together? Exactly. And say, hey, you as a business owner, you don't even have to do this yourself. Like, here's the free paint. Here's the free labor. Yeah. Would you want well, in front of your building? Well, what I've what I've brought up to the board, economic development board, is. Uh, Something similar in regards to utilizing red caps uh, out of the out of the state yes. and their labor free labor, right? You 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 talk about um, the state, and of course the the state hospital and and the prison out there are assets to our community, no doubt. Um, but how can we utilize them more? We've got <laughs> we what other community has has free labor at at their expense, and we I mean uh, I know that people use their services, but. I think that why why can't downtown? Well, and to the point about volunteers, I think if that was done, if we if we had bought all this paint, and then you have someone make the master design, like we're going to paint uh, 
409 Broadway, this color, and this, you know, they get that all laid out. And then you put that out to the public, say, okay, uh, for the next four Saturdays, this is what's going to happen, and we're looking for volunteers. I think we'd be amazed at how many people would be willing to go down and give a day Mm -hmm. and help clean up this town, make it look great, you know. Yeah. Brush up on it. I would. Yep. Brush up. I like that. You even have you you have a uh, title for the program right there. Brush it up. Uh, and I, you know, and that's something that's doable. Sure. You know that that uh, I think everybody get behind. You know. Yeah. It's good. And I think everyone that lives here wants to be proud of their downtown. No, no. question. Yeah. No question about it. You know, uh, we all want to have an undefeated football team. We all want to have an undefeated basketball team. We all want to have a great downtown. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want to say, I don't like where I live and I don't want to live here, but I'm going to live here anyway. Yeah. You know? So, Buddy, you've you've touched on our next question. As a taxpayer, would you like to see the city invest in our downtown or do we have bigger issues? I think you just answered that. Um, I'd like to say one more thing about the taxes. I say, yes, I think we should do that, but I also think there's not enough effort made to encourage people to leave a little bit of money to the city in their wills and things, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, if you look back at our history in this town, almost everything that we have, every park, the swimming pool, a lot of the things that we have were given to us. Moffitt Stadium was given to us. I mean, the building of the of the stands wasn't, but the land was given to us. Snack Park. Snack Park. Uh, the train even itself was yeah. a gift to us. And all these things were gifts 50 to 100 years ago. Well, what have you done for me lately is kind of the question, you know. <laughs> we all need to be thinking about that. It's just like me. I spend most of my life here. I ought to give a little something back. That's a good you know, point. And... Even even if it's only, I'm not asking people to to leave a million dollars, but you know, if you if you had a million dollar estate, yeah. it wouldn't be that hard to leave five thousand yeah. dollars to the city, you know, designated for maybe that kind of thing. Right. I. You know what? I'm going to put a shameless plug in here because I, as a as an insurance professional, um, we, we get a we get a stigma, but I actually truly pride myself on life insurance. And and helping families, but also it's interesting. Whenever you have whenever you have a good life insurance, uh, call it salesperson, right? Think about what that does to the community. Of of uh, we have a few customers who who take out policies specifically for universities and whatnot. So maybe maybe this fix all buddy is just to have more insurance people, more life life insurance salespeople, uh, <laughs> or better ones. <laughs> With Karen and I as the beneficiary, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- there's there's a lot of truth, you know, in what you're saying there, and uh, money is that can be just just a few thousand dollars that can mm-hmm. be given. You know, everyone has a foundation. You look at uh, Pony Valley Community Hospital; they have a foundation. Yeah. To 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 collect gifts for them. Uh, USD 495 has a foundation to collect money. Uh, a lot of people have it. City of Larned does not have a foundation. Hmm. And and why not? You know, why not have one? And why not have some someone that works there just occasionally send out little notes say, hey, if, if, if it's ever possible, we'd appreciate it if you leave us $500 or something. You know? Yeah, right. That's good. That is good. That's really good. good. That's going to make me, that's going to really start turning some gears in my mind. Yeah. What, you're going to start up a 
Larned Foundation. For yeah, Larned. cost cost nothing to yes. do it. You yeah. know, and if yeah. we ever yeah. never get a penny, oh well, that's bad. But but uh, <laughs> doesn't cost anything for that to happen. I tell you what, sure. I've enjoyed in this episode today is we've got some tangible steps or right. some tangible ideas that we could really pursue. Yeah. To to brush up Larned. Yeah. To we're, we're cutting the crud. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, uh, but anyway talking a little bit about entrepreneurship earlier how can we better recruit entrepreneurs and their business and then let me ask this question for someone who's listening and wants to start up a business but maybe is a little bit nervous talk to talk to them a little bit about the best way to do that well i think you would want to talk to someone who had been in business or is in business one of those two things you know not necessarily a competitor but uh someone is and you say well people don't know people and that might be hard to do maybe that should be a service of our uh, chamber of commerce and economic development is they keep a register of a half a dozen people or more who are willing to spend a few hours with someone who's thinking about going into business telling them what they need to do because most people it seems like to me most people that start a business did not go to a business class or entrepreneur's class to, to figure out all the things to do. They just had a dream, and they boom, they jump in and do it. So the, everyone needs someone to uh, put an arm around them occasionally and say, hey, you're, you're, you're doing good. You're doing the right things here. Just uh, I would suggest this or that, you know. So yeah. that would be my suggestion anyway. What would be uh, one of the easiest and most impactful changes that we can make, and uh, where would you start? I like what you call it, brush up learned. Yeah. I, I think I think one of the biggest impacts we could make is to beautify our town. And and that doesn't mean the whole thing. The yeah. place to start is right downtown. Yeah. If I just use as an example a place who has done that over the years would be Lindsburg. If if you've been there, either of you you know I've recently but okay. I hear consistently great things about yeah. Lindsberg. Uh, it's, it's, they're suffering more now. I mean, if you look at that Lindsberg of 10 years ago versus today, it's different. But they, their downtown has always been a pleasant place to be and decorated with their Swedish stuff. And, you know, we have, we have a virtual gold mine in the fact that we, this is Fort Larned. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that the city of Larned should change their name to Fort Larned. Oh, wow. Just like Fort Scott is yeah. city of Fort Scott yeah. because it gives us just that much more publicity and names and so forth, you know. And we've probably never taken full advantage of that relationship, you know. Yeah. Uh, we've had antique stores and things here, but it's never it's never been tied into that whole right. history of the fort and the, yeah. the Indian if, Wars and all those things. If you're downtown, how do you know any of the history that happened uh, a few miles away? You There's know? nothing about downtown Larned that would make you think, oh, this uh, this is a historic place and yeah. and uh, the, the fort. Right. And I think a good start to that would be murals, you know, of, of having, having murals downtown that advertise for the fort and vice versa, right? Because yes. yes. they obviously go hand in hand. William Henry Booth was was I believe a suitor out there um, you know this is this is history's history and we all kind of link arms together um, how can we help out the fort and the fort it, it's incredible have you ever seen their book out there that, yes. that, that of the signatures of people coming in from China and 
and Europe. It's they get all sorts of. People. We're not really getting that tourist trade in downtown Lawrence. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. I've, I used to tell Judy, I said, you know, I'm thinking about I'm going to build a convenience store right out there on that hill by the uh, trail center. Yeah. Three miles west of town, because all the people are going there, going to the fort, mm-hmm. and right across the street, they can come in and get a coke and, and take a picture with a cowboy, hospital. and all, you know, kind of like the wall drug in South Dakota, something yeah, like yeah. that, you know. But but it's it's always kind of amazed me over the years. Uh, we never we never have uh, tied into that and really taken advantage of that very much, you know. That's good. I love your idea of Fort Lorne. I wonder the difficulties and the hoops you'd have to jump through. I don't think it'd be that hard. I like it. Can't be that hard. I mean, wouldn't you feel a little embarrassed where, where you live? Fort Larned, Kansas. Yeah. Oh, Fort Larned. Oh, I've heard of that. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just going to start saying it. You Fort say, well, that's a, yeah, it's a national yeah. park, you know. Yeah. How many, how many, how many of us tell people that, well, it's a national park, national park? You know, you know I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't know if this story will make the podcast or not, but whenever I went to Hayes as a baseball player, you know, kind of locally, I had zero respect as a as a player and as just like a person. They just think we get, we get such a bad rap as as people from Larned because of the unfortunately the state hospital. They they assume that that uh, not that the, of course uh, the state hospital is a huge huge asset. But I got considered <laughs> like I was at the state hospital. Um, and they just, I don't know, it just has this, there's almost like a stigma behind it from being from Larned. Um, so I don't know. And, and it, it kind of demi- undermines the f- national, you know, what other town has a national park, um, a few miles away from their town. Right. Um, so that might, that might help that. that See, Fort does. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Fort Lauderdale, right. Kansas. Well, I'm, I'm going to start. In fact, I've done that many times when I'm out of town, you know, yeah. I'm say I'm in California. Somewhere. Where are you from? I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Kansas. Oh, what kind of fort? I say, well, it's an old Indian fort right on the Santa Fe Trail. Wow. You know? <laughs> if, if nobody else does it, three of us are. Yes. I'm, I'm going I'm to try to do it at least once today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, as we visit with our city manager, maybe that's a yep. request that we yep. could put forward, I yep. think. And then, and then as we move forward, if you're doing stores or doing decorating things, uh, you tie it into that time, you know, to that time period. And something that, uh, that someone suggested to me a long time ago, for a different reason, they wanted us to do former learned sports stars. But you know these big, uh, I call them banners, but you see them at ball games and things where it's a photograph of a person. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They said, why not have those made and put them in a number of businesses in one of their front windows? Mm-hmm. He said, I think most of them. And maybe have it be, in this case, it could be so-and-so cavalry, Fort Larned, Kansas, and just a little bit of detail at the bottom and occupy yeah. most of a whole window with that. If you had about 10 or 12 of those in various business windows around town, Start and they're not expensive like to make. Yeah, uh, Just think if someone's driving through, they see that, and they start learning various things about. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. This, this gentleman that made that suggestion to me said, you know, you could say home of John Zook. Mm-hmm. All-American football, all-pro football player, blah, 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 and, and put the years on it. And he said, we got a lot of famous people. Gene Cady, mm-hmm. um, he, he started naming off a bunch of these yeah. people. He said, we ought to do that. Yeah, that's but, a great idea. I love it. Yeah. Right here in Fort Lauren, Kansas. Buddy, um, this is our last question, um, and you're super involved with the community. So um, I'm interested to hear your answer. Uh, but as a community member, what is the best way to get involved? 
for somebody else, you mean? Yeah. Well, there's so many things to volunteer for in this in this community. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, I, I think about what the auxiliary is like for Pawnee County, hospital. Uh, you know, the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's tons of women already doing that, but all all of these volunteer groups are suffering from the same thing. Everyone's got white hair. So we're needing we're needing the thirty year olds and the forty year olds to step up, yeah. you know, and volunteer in some of these places. And there's a lot of places to volunteer. If you want to be a coach for a little league team, if you want to be on the auxiliary, if you want to serve uh, something down here at the community center, there, there's just all kinds of. For a person to say there's nothing to do, mm-hmm. they're not looking very hard. Yeah, that's good. Well, buddy. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been a it's a, been a blessing talking to you. Um, I, I think that from this episode, we've we've pulled quite a few tangible steps. And as we, because we are going to put a good run, we're gonna we're gonna give it all we got towards um, improving our downtown. And um, what I love about our conversation today, like Jared said, was there's tangible steps and mix that in with some incredible history um, with you and your family and your perspective. So um, thank you. We appreciate it. Yep, I enjoyed being here, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us here. We are here live from Fort Larned, Kansas. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. As always, we'll see you next time. We want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Downtown Larned Podcast. We hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook page and leave a comment with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.